coming up. And when you get into the fire of being criticized and rebuked or whatever because you're being trying to be like a teacher, just remind yourself. Just remind yourself, my teacher said, <laughs> it's enough that I be like him. You don't have to compromise. Hey, you don't have to do it. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's something to think about. How often do you stop and reflect on the lessons you've learned in life? Daily? Weekly? Never? Thankfully, we have a teacher who doesn't mind teaching and reteaching the most important things we need to know. In the message series, Lessons from Walking with Jesus, Pastor Robert unpacks some truth we can depend on, taken directly from the life and perspective of the greatest teacher that ever lived and those who walked with him. Here's the third message in the series, Pursuing Your Calling. So on your outline, again, a point that we're revisiting, because we want to make sure we don't forget these things, and I want to drill these into your spirit. A, write this down. Jesus is the master teacher. Jesus is the master teacher. I don't think I've said this yet in the series, but... Um, what we're finding as we're walking with Jesus and we're looking at this through the eyes of the disciples who literally walked with Jesus. He, they physically walked with him on the earth and they experienced some things while walking with him. And so we're trying to dive in there and unpack some of those. But I want to tell you today, just as they had to, as they were experiencing things while walking with him, they needed to learn some stuff because Jesus is the master teacher. The same is true for you today. As you're experiencing whatever you're experiencing in your life, one of the things you should be trying to be aware of is that what is Jesus trying to teach me as I experience this? What is it that God wants me to learn through this experience? Because I'm walking with him, right? What is it? He's, he's a master teacher. We found that it was, they was just walking and stuff would happen. <laughs> and it was lessons all in those happenings. And you will miss the lesson if you don't look for it. You'll miss it. So I want to encourage us to look for the lessons as we're experiencing Jesus. Mark 6, 1 and 2 says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. Okay, I, I want to pause for a minute so you can, you can wrap your head around that and you can put yourself in the scene. Jesus left there and he was going to his hometown, which was Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. And his disciples are with him on their way to his hometown. Are you walking with him? You only, Jesus said, I'm about to go to the, go to the house. <laughs> To the crib, to the pad, to the, you know, whatever they call it nowadays, you know. I used a term the other day with my son. My son said, what is that? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, told him, I was talking to my son on the phone. I was on the freeway on my way home. I said, yeah, I'll be at the Ponderosa soon. <laughs> and, uh, my son said, what, what's the Ponderosa? <laughs> 
right? And so I had to explain to him what the Ponderosa was. So y'all know what it is because y'all, y'all about my age, so y'all know what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> but he didn't know what it was, and so I had to explain to him about the Ponderosa, you know. And so Urban Dictionary, it's in the Urban Dictionary. You won't find it in Webster, but you'll find it in the Urban Dictionary. And it just means home, you know, going home, right? I told him about, because uh, I, I had a vague remembrance of hearing it on one of them old Western movies or something or something. And I told him, good Big Valley, Big Valley, yeah, all right. And I told him they would, you know, in these Western movies, they would talk about the Ponderosa. And so Jesus is on his way to the Ponderosa. And um, his disciples are with him. You know, y'all remember what it's like when you, you know, you with a friend and you and they say, I'm going to I'm, I'm about to go home. And you may have never been to their home. And you're wondering, like, what, what my man home look like? You know, what does home look like? What does room look like? You know, I remember going going to one of my friends home one time and uh, we were both basketball players. And he had told me about his some of the posters he had in his room that I didn't have. And so I was anxious to see the poster on his room. And he had. He some y'all y'all might know he had the poster of of that cool dude sitting on them them blocks of ice. Yeah, um, George Gervin. There you go, <laughs> the, the Iceman. And so yeah, George Gervin, the Iceman. He was an NBA legend, Hall of Famer. He was averaging you know I don't know big. He was leading the league in in scoring for many years. And, but he had two basketballs on one on each side, sitting on with his legs folded, sitting on some blocks of ice. That was one of our most popular posters, and we loved the Iceman. George Iceman Gervin had a finger roll, smooth, sweet finger roll outside this world. But anyway, I didn't mean to tell y'all all of that, but um, I am a basketball fan and a hooper at heart. And, but um, so I went to his room for the first time and I saw his picture and I just stood there and just looked at it for a few minutes you know, at his Ponderosa. And so it was cool. We had a good time. So Jesus is on his way home here and his disciples are with him. And then verse two says, when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? Folks said, wow. This dude is teaching some major stuff because Jesus is the master teacher. We have to understand that. He's just not a spitting out do's and don'ts and all that. He's a teacher. So we should be raising the question as we walk with him in life. What is he trying to teach me? What is he trying to teach me? Number B on your paper, our goal is to be like our teacher. Our goal is to be like our teacher. I've really been harping on this. Um, particularly what this verse says, Matthew 10, 24, 25, the student is not above the teacher nor serving above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. I got to keep telling you, I got to keep telling you. And as I'm telling you, I'm telling myself as well. It's enough for me to be like my teacher. This, this point if you're paying attention in life, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more significant because the world is going further and further 
away from our teacher. Okay? As you live your life, the places you go, the things you see, what plays on your TV screen, what's on the radio, the, the podcast, what you're streaming, everything, the media, everything that you hear, see, and smell, and touch is becoming more and more unlike our teacher. Okay? So it's so important that we get into our spirit that as the world is becoming unlike our teacher, it is enough that if I be like my teacher, so that we're not pulled into the whirlwind of the world going away from the teacher, because the world is going away from the teacher, y'all, big time. Just open your eyes. And so we have to have our minds made up that I'm going to be satisfied with being like the teacher, even when everything around me is not. Okay. We got to get that in our spirits. Okay. I'm going to be like my teacher. And when you get into the fire of being criticized and rebuked or whatever because you're being trying to be like your teacher, just remind yourself. Just remind yourself. My teacher said <laughs> it's enough that I be like him. You don't have to compromise. Hey, you don't have to do it. So I want to encourage you. See, write this down. Additional lessons from walking with Jesus. Additional lessons from walking with Jesus. I'm just using another word because we continue to learn more and more about the walk and more and more lessons from walking with him. So we're going to cover some today. Again, we're looking at this through the eyes of the disciples because they literally walked with him. Number one, write this down. Some members of your family may not believe your calling. Some members of your family may not believe your calling. John 7, 5 says, for even his own brothers did not believe in him. Y'all get that? Even his own brothers did not. And he's not talking about his Christian brothers. He's talking about his biological brothers. Didn't believe him in him. We find that in, in, in Mark chapter 6, verse 3, that Jesus, they gave specific names to four of Jesus' brothers. They, they told us that in Mark 6, 3. They, they talked about James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And then it says, and some sisters. So Jesus has some siblings. Okay? And the, this text we just read in John 7, 5, it says his brothers didn't believe in him. And anybody got any family members who don't believe in you? <laughs> don't, 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 don't. If you ask them, they say, he ain't worth nothing. <laughs> you know? And they might have even told you that already. And, and, and take this a little further. That they don't, they don't see. And it, and, it, and it may be innocent. And it may not be malicious. It just maybe that they just haven't 
They don't, they don't have the perspective of you that God has. <laughs> they, they, they just don't see all that God is doing. They don't see it. They just know what they know. They just, they just all they remember is the, the, the snot running down your nose when you was little. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't see nothing else for whatever reason. Sometimes it's intentional. Other times it's really just innocent. I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> so his own brothers didn't, didn't believe in him. And what God had called him to do. Folks he loved, close to him, did not believe in what God had called him to do. So I just want to tell you, as you're walking with Jesus and you start sensing God's calling and unction, your, your family might not see it. We see this happen in scriptures on several occasions. One, Joseph, he told his brothers that he was, God told him he's going to do some great stuff. What'd they do? First, they wanted to kill him. And then one of the brothers talked him out of killing them, and they just said, okay, we're just going to put him in a pit and sell him to slavery. You know, put him in a pit, and then he said, no, let's sell him. And they got rid of him. But God had a call on that dude's life. So it's not a foreign thing. But you need to understand that if it happens, you know, it happened to my teacher. <laughs> so it can happen to me. And we got to understand it. Don't let that blindside you. I know it hurts. It makes you feel so bad and everything. Um, and that's, I understand that. But don't let it stop you from fulfilling your call, though. So Jesus' own brothers didn't believe in him, at least not initially. At some point, it appears that later that they came around. Uh, we can speak specifically about James, the one who wrote the book of James. That was Jesus' biological brother. <laughs> All right. Number two. Lesson. Some who don't believe in you will tell, will tell you how to fulfill your calling. <laughs> Y'all get that? Some who don't believe in you will tell you how to fulfill your calling. So they don't even believe in your calling, but they're still trying to tell you how to fulfill it. Y'all see? <laughs> Look what happened here in the text. John 7, 1 through 4. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. I'm just going to pause for a minute. So Jesus is walking around Galilee. All right. Nazareth is a part of Galilee. <laughs> He's just walking around. He's walking around the neighborhood, just so to speak, you know. For me, you know, that would have been, you know, I'm walking around Robolito Drive, Bergito Drive, and Akalani's Drive, and, and Capistrano Drive, and yeah, Sabrani, I'm just Sabrani Park. This is Sabrani Park stuff. And I'm just walking around the neighborhood, <laughs> you know, El Paseo, La Prendra, you know, Estepa Drive. 
<laughs> just walking around. Some of y'all is the rolling hundreds, you know, 102nd, 103rd, 104th, 105, you know, whatever, whatever it is for you. You know, Cucamonga, <laughs> Crenshaw, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's one of them in San Francisco, Daryl? Fillmore, you know, you walk. I'm, I'm going through this so you can kind of, you can, you can relate. Jesus just walking around the town. All right? Just be there with him. He walking around. And he didn't want to go to Judea. Everybody was going to Judea. He didn't want to go. He just said, I'm just going to hang around the town. Right. I want y'all there with me. I want you. This, this, is a, this, is a, this was a serious happening going on. Look, look what it goes on to say. Verse 2. First of all, let me back up and say that Jesus didn't want to go where everybody else was going because he said the Jewish leaders wanted to kill him. See, some of y'all familiar with that, too. You walk around your town because if you go to another town, you know, you know somebody trying to get you. So Jesus said, I ain't going, because they, now verse 2 says, but when, G when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near. So now this is a critical moment, because the, 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 the festival of tabernacles was about to jump off. And what the festival of tabernacles is, 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 is one of the major annual uh, celebrations of the Jewish people. In fact, the Festival of Tabernacles, as it relates to the, the pilgrimage festivals, was the most joyous and popular of the, of the feast. It was so popular, they didn't, sometimes they just called it the feast. Now, the other ones were called feasts too, but when they say the feast, everybody know you was talking about the Festival of Tabernacles. That's how much more popular it was than the rest of them, of the pilgrimage ones. And so folks is going to the Festival of Tabernacles. And Jesus says, I ain't going. I'm going to hang around the town. I, I'm telling you the story. I want you to be there. Just understand what's going on in psychology here. And remember, behind all of this, there's a backdrop. And the backdrop is Jesus is the master teacher. So as we walk through these, understand that Jesus is the master teacher. Right? So look what happened. Um, oh, let me tell you a little bit more about the Festival of Tabernacles. The, what it, was, it was about a few things, but the main thing it was about was the celebration of how uh, God had provided for the people while they were going through the wilderness with tabernacles or tents or booths where they had a place to dwell in the wilderness. God provided it for them. So they are celebrating that fact. Right? God's provision in the wilderness. That's what it's about. All right? And so uh, verse 3 reads on. Jesus' brother said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. All right, now back up with me now. <laughs> These are the same brothers who don't believe in him. 
And they're telling him what to do to fulfill his calling. <laughs> and he says, I don't want to go. I'm going to hang around the town. They said, no, you should go up there so that the disciples there, the followers, that, the people there that want to follow you will see you. And then they give him their, their reasoning. Verse 4, no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. So they say to their brother, since you want to be a public fig figure, you should go to this place that's popping because it's everybody's there. It's the thing that's happening. It's the talk of the town. It's that thing. If there was Facebook at the time, you would see on everybody's posts, you know, um, uh, what's the, the event page of, of events they plan to be at. It would be there. <laughs> Everybody be like, are you going to be there? Yes, I'll be at the Festival of Tabernacles. I'm there. It's going to be popping. Or whatever you don't want to say. I, you know, I'm dating myself with that, too. It's okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's going to be a happening event. It's really going to be a lot going on. <laughs> it's going to be fun and enjoyous. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 geez, that, that's, how, that's what people will be saying. And so they're telling him, the place is going to be packed. There's going to be a lot of people there. There's going to be a lot of people who want to follow you there. And since you want to be a public figure, it just makes sense, bro, that you will be going there. And they don't even believe in him. And they're trying to tell him how to fulfill his calling. And notice that they, they didn't. They, and see here, sometimes the folks that's trying to tell you how to fulfill your calling, it's, again, it's not always not necessarily malicious. It's just that they don't understand your calling. They don't have a full understanding of it. They haven't, you know, looked at you or taken the time out to understand you and what God is doing in your life. They don't have a picture. They said, since you want to be a public figure. Now, y'all know Jesus wasn't interested in being a public figure. He said, I came to save that which was lost. <laughs> right? They, they, they kind of got it all mixed up. You want to be a public figure. Since you want to be a big shot, you should be going on to the festival. And Jesus is like, I'm not trying to be a big shot. The, the devil tempted him with that after he fasted 40 days. and said, I'll give you all of this. Jesus said, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I got a bigger calling. And so... They tried to tell him what to do. Go show yourself to the world. So we have to evaluate when people are trying to give us advice like that. Because they may not understand your call. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. 
And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Some people, sometimes people don't understand your calling and they give you advice and they don't believe in you. They don't know your calling, what God is calling you to. And they will lead you away from stuff that will help you fulfill your call. And again, it's not always malicious. It's unintentional. They don't even really realize it. They just know what they know, right? But you have to be aware of what God has called you to. Thank you for listening.